Jesus said to his host Simon, her sins, though they are many, are forgiven because she loved much. This is the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all of you gathered here on this day, those joining us through our cable broadcast or, or through our live streaming, and especially to you, our confirmands, and your families, the parents, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, and the sponsors, who perhaps have been praying for you longer than you can even imagine. May the knowledge that it's the Lamb of God that we have come here to worship and to love. The hymn that, uh, in a manner of speaking, your class selected, this, this hymn that said, O Lamb of God, I love the Lamb of God. How much do you love him? How much do you really love the Lamb of God? That's part of what we're going to try to discover and understand today. But before we get there, I want to show you a little video clip. And I want to reverse roles with you as the confirmants today. You've been sitting in the classroom of pastors and, uh, and your teachers throughout your grade school. And they've been the ones that have always been making applications and, and uh, illustrations and so forth. What I'm going to ask you to do is watch this little video clip, and I want you to make the application to the Christian life. Okay? Fair enough? Let's see how you do.
All right. The black hole that was called. So give me the sermon illustration now. You've seen the clip. What's the sermon illustration? What do you think? Don't steal. All right. Don't steal. Because what? Started out innocently enough, right? And in the Christian life, you're going to have opportunities to exercise freedoms. But then what happened? He got greedy, carried away, and pretty soon he was caught in, in, his own, in a prison of his own making. In a prison of his own making. That's a great sermon illustration. Maybe you can remember that for life. Law or gospel? What is this? Law or gospel? Absolutely law. Because he was caught in sin and all of a sudden locked in a safe. How would you make it gospel? What would be the gospel? What do you think? How would it be gospel? What would you have to do to it? Any ideas? How would it be gospel? Come on, guys. How would it be? Go ahead. Nobody knows? Maybe by coming along and opening up the safe and then making restitution for anything that he had stolen? Isn't that what the gospel would be about? Letting somebody free from their prison of sin that they've created on their own? Isn't that what Christ has come? We get caught in sin. And what does Christ do? He comes and pays the price for all of what we've done wrong and sets us free. All right. Now, let me ask you again. How much do you love Jesus? How much do you love Jesus? Could you tell me? Could you express it? How would you demonstrate it? How much do you love Jesus? A lot. All right. Anybody else? A lot? Anybody more than that? Less than that? How much do you love Jesus? I don't know, folks. What do you think? I know they're under the pressure of, uh, of sitting in their robes in the front pews and being asked questions in a sermon. It's not supposed to be like this. All right. If you love somebody, how do you show that to them? How do you show it to them if you love somebody? What do you think? How do you do it, Tom? What's that? You be nice, Maddie? Express it to them. How do you do that? All right, you go to church and so forth. If you guys are excited and happy about something, then uh, how do you show that? You get excited and you show that. Anybody um, recognize that? Anybody recognize that? When was that? And what is that showing? Go ahead, tell me. You got to tell me. What is it? The eighth grade basketball game. You guys have the notoriety and the distinguishing feature of what? What did the eighth grade basketball team do? You guys are so excited about that, aren't you? You beat the faculty. Yes, there you are, all celebrating and excited, right? You were excited about that. You guys were raising the roof. The whole school was cheering. I thought it was quite the infamous day for the faculty, but we won't point any fingers at anyone who, uh, I mean, I was on the sideline. I wasn't playing. I didn't help much, but you guys got it done. You were excited, and you demonstrated that in how you, 
how you expressed yourself. You guys were high five and you guys were excited and so forth. Now, I want to show you something of uh, another little video clip that I happened to experience. And I am not trying to say that there is a better way to worship God or to demonstrate your love for God in how you worship. Because that can be done in any number of ways. Some people do it by cheering and getting excited and emotional in worship and so forth. And others do it because in, in ways of singing those hymns and meditating on the words and scripture and so forth. But let me share with you what happened to me as I had a privilege to be at a conference and I stumbled into what I thought was a, uh, a concert, a Christian praise concert. And so as I was there, I thought, wow, this is kind of neat. I'm in a church. And as you know, I don't see very well. But I couldn't help but notice this girl about three or four pews in front of me. And the only reason I saw her was because the front of the church was lit up. And to me, she was kind of silhouetted there. I think you know the one I'm talking about. Do you see her? You can't miss her, can you? Right? What's she doing? She's just praising the Lord. She's got her hands up. She's cheering. What do you think of her friend next to her? Is she kind of uh, embarrassed about her? It's hard to tell. How old does she look, by the way? I don't think she's a lot older than you. Maybe she's teenage. Maybe she's early 20s. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But she is just, with the music, and it talks about praise your name, lift your name and so forth and she's praising the Lord isn't that neat now maybe that's not how we would praise the Lord and that's okay but I could not help but notice that as I was sitting there listening to this music what I soon discovered was that this was not a Christian concert this was a worship service in connection with something that's called celebrate recovery and I, I think if I had known that at the time, I don't think I would have probably taken the video, although I don't think this young lady or anyone would object to my sharing it with you today. Because Celebrate Recovery is a ministry which is intended to reach out to those people, teenagers through whatever age, anyone who has dealt with any type of addictive behavior. Whether they're addicted to alcohol or drugs of any kind. Whether they're addicted to pornography or gambling or any kind of an addictive thought process. They're invited to come. They know that they are welcome in this setting. Are those the kind of people that you hang out with? I don't know. I would imagine that this young lady was there because she had had any number of troubles and trials in her life. I don't know what they were. But I do know this, that as she experienced the love of Christ, she couldn't contain herself. She probably had a past that your parents would be ashamed of if, if you were in her situation. But there she was, she couldn't control herself from praising the Lord and reaching out and singing. It even seemed like her friend was a little embarrassed of her, kind of like, don't do that. 
And she didn't care. The reason I share that with you is because that's precisely the picture of the gospel lesson for today. Jesus is at the home of somebody who invited him for a dinner. And as they're eating dinner, this woman comes and everyone in the room knows that she is a, quote, sinful woman. That she is one who you shouldn't hang around with. She has a terrible reputation and you shouldn't be with someone like that. And there she is. She is crying over Jesus. She is weeping and she is letting her tears wash his feet. And using her long hair to wipe his feet. And then she brings out perfume and anoints his feet. She couldn't control herself. That's what she felt moved to do. And all the while, Jesus' host and the other guests are like, so much for this guy being a prophet. This Jesus, if he would know what kind of woman she was, he wouldn't let her near him. And that's when Jesus gives that little illustration about how much do you love Jesus. She, he says, Simon, if two men have a debt and one owes $50,000 and one owes $5,000 and neither one can pay but the, the, the one who uh, has loaned the money decides you know what I'm going to wipe out both of their debts I'm going to wipe them clean neither one owes me anything Jesus question was who is going to love him more what do you think which one's going to love the man more? The one who got canceled a $5,000 debt or a $50,000 debt? It only stands to reason. $50,000, right? The bigger the debt gets canceled, that's the one who's going to love Jesus or the, the, the forgiver more. And that's what Jesus' point was. You see, this woman knew how much she had been forgiven. She needed forgiveness for every single second of her life, so to speak. And she knew that Jesus offered that. So Jesus says, if you've been forgiven little, you love little. Now, did that Simon need Jesus' forgiveness, the, the man who invited Jesus to dinner? Did he need forgiveness or was he perfect? What do you think, Stephen? He needed forgiveness. Did he need forgiveness as much as the woman who was the a woman of ill repute? He did. She did. Or he did. You're absolutely right. They both needed God's forgiveness. Neither one could stand in front of Christ or in front of God and say, save me because I'm such a good person. They both needed God's grace. And that's what is missing in so many Christians, unfortunately. We don't realize that we need Jesus' forgiveness just as much as someone who's caught in addictive behavior, somebody whose life has just gone down the wrong direction. We need that forgiveness just the same. And the more we're reminded of that, the more we respond to God with love. And that's what we get to do, is to be reminded of how much 
He loves us. Now, you will have opportunities to share that love. The more you stay in the word, the more you stay in worship, the more that you apply and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, the more that you will know how much you need God's forgiveness and how much he forgives you and thus your love. But there will be people that don't have a clue as to the fact that they need a savior. And more and more and more, our world is becoming so multicultural, so exposed to so many different um, nationalities and so forth, that you will have an opportunity to witness even to people from different places in the world or your own next, day, next door neighbor. Last, a week ago Saturday, what happened in this church on Saturday morning between 8 and 10? What did you guys do? You came here for practice for statement of faith, right? You guys all said your things. And I happened to be standing here with Mrs. Pendleton as she was trying to get the, the banner at the right spot. By the way, what a beautiful banner. Hopefully you've got, gotten a chance to appreciate that and look at that. And so we had this opportunity and so nobody else was here. And, um, and so we were just trying to get this straightened around when all of a sudden a group of people came in. And you know me, I can't see a thing. I have no idea who they were. I didn't know if it was somebody coming late for confirmation practice, wanted to re-say re their statement of faith. But then she says, I think it's an Asian family. And I said, oh, okay. So I go out to say hi. And it turns out to be a group of six students from Michigan State. Actually, they were from China. Their English wasn't very good, but they were at Michigan State. And they were in a few-week doctoral program studying there. And so, although I know no Chinese, of course, we start talking and um, they did a nice job and I at least was able to ask them, you know, why they were here. They had put into Google and searched the most famous church in Michigan or the biggest church in Michigan and it brought them here. And they wanted to see it. And they were taking pictures all over. And so I explained to them that I was one of the pastors. And um, they were just interested in all these types of things. Turns out one of the ladies was from the town where we had adopted Lily from. And so then that was just amazing to her. And so they started talking. And one of the, the gentlemen, um, and by the way, so I explained to them what the baptismal font was. And, and thought, you know, that would be kind of neat so that they know. They didn't know what baptism was. I didn't know what that was. And her name is Min Liao. And then there was a group, and um, the real tall guy, he started talking about, he's studying the Bible, he's reading it in Chinese since he's been in this country. I don't know if he can't have one in China, I don't know. But he wanted an English Bible. And so they were teasing him about how late he would stay up at night to read the Bible. And so then we talked a little bit more, and they just wanted to know more about this and what baptism was and who Jesus was and these types of things, all because they wanted to see a church. And so they had come, and the next thing we know, we're up in the balcony, and the piano is there, and Mrs. Pendleton comes up and starts playing Jesus Loves Me, and one of them sits down and wants to try to play that. She's played the piano. They had no idea what the words Jesus Loves Me were or anything but they just wanted to sing it. So they're all trying to sing the words. They were so excited because of the experience that they were having. And there is Jesus Loves Me. Um, and um, it, was, it was like, how could this happen? Just in, in this building, people from across the world come 
and I don't know what's going to happen to them. Go back to China. I have no idea if they're going to become Christians or want to be Christians or, or who knows what. But that's what Christ puts in our lives is opportunities to simply share the message that Jesus loves you. How much do you love Jesus? When you keep in mind how much he's forgiven you and how you owe your life to him, that love gets bigger and bigger. And that is what your Christian life is all about. Because Christ loves you no matter what. And you get to share that with others. Let's pray.